A great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun and the moon beneath her feet and on her head a crown of 12 stars. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, the Lord be with you. Brothers and sisters, let us acknowledge our sins and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. You were sent to heal the contrite of heart. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. You came to call sinners. Christ, have mercy. You are seated at the right hand of the Father to intercede for us. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people of goodwill. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you. We give you thanks for your great glory, Lord God, Jesus Christ, and God Almighty Father, Lord Jesus Christ, only begotten Son, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. You take away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. You are seated at the right hand of the Father, have mercy on us. For you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord. You alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty ever-living God, who assumed the Immaculate Virgin Mary, the mother of your Son, body and soul, into heavenly glory, grant, we pray, that always attentive to the things that are above, we may merit to be sharers of her glory. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of Revelation. God's temple in heaven was opened, and the Ark of his covenant could be seen in the temple. A great sign appeared in the sky, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and on her head a crown of 12 stars. She was with child and wailed aloud in pain as she labored to give birth. Then another sign appeared in the sky. It was a huge red dragon with seven heads and ten horns, and on its heads were, were seven diadems. Its tail swept away a third of the stars in the sky and hurled them down to the earth. Then the dragon stood before the woman about to give birth, to devour her child when she gave birth. She gave birth to a son, a male child, destined to rule all the nations with an iron rod. Her child was caught up to God and his throne. The woman herself fled into the desert where she had a place prepared by God. Then I heard a loud voice in heaven say, now have salvation and power come 
and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his anointed one. The word of the Lord. The queen stands at your right hand arrayed in gold. The queen takes her place at your right hand in gold of Ophir. The queen stands at your right hand arrayed in gold. Hear, O daughter, and see, turn your ear, forget your people and your father's house. The queen stands at your right hand arrayed in gold. So shall the king desire your beauty, for he is your Lord. The queen stands at your right hand arrayed in gold. They are born in with gladness and joy. They enter the palace of the king. The queen stands at your right hand arrayed in gold. A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since death came through man, the resurrection of the dead came also through man. For just as in Adam all die, so too in Christ shall all be brought to life, but each one in proper order. Christ the first fruits, then at his coming, those who belong to Christ. Then comes the end, when he hands over the kingdom to his God and Father, when he has destroyed every sovereignty and every authority and power. For he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. The last enemy to be destroyed is death for he subjected everything under his feet. The word of the Lord. Alleluia, alleluia. Mary is taken up to heaven a chorus of angels exalts. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Mary set out and traveled to the hill country in haste to a town of Judah, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the infant leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth, filled with the Holy Spirit, cried out in a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And how does this happen to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? 
For at the moment the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the infant in my womb leapt for joy. Blessed are you who believed that what was spoken to you by the Lord would be fulfilled. And Mary said, my soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my savior, for he has looked with favor on his lowly servant. From this day, all generations will call me blessed. The almighty has done great things for me and holy is his name. He has mercy on those who fear him in every generation. He has shown the strength of his arm. He has scattered the proud in their conceit. He has cast down the mighty from their thrones and has lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty. He has come to the help of his servant Israel for he has remembered his promise of mercy the promise he made to our fathers, to Abraham and his children forever. Mary remained with her about three months and then returned to her home. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So yesterday I made reference to the fact that our Lord always kind of arranges things for me because I'm not a very organized person. And uh, so a lot of times my secretary, like she'll like be on the ball and she'll be arranging all these things and like making accounts for things and making sure I don't have appointments before a trip. And I would never do that for myself. And our Lord, he just like arranges like feast days and things that I'm going to talk about and like, I don't know about it. And then and I'm like, oh, I didn't even think about that. Because as we're reflecting on this theme of contemplating the face of Christ, the, the second document John Paul II wrote was um, the second document in that sort of triptych of documents was Rosarium Virginis Mariae, or the document on the rosary. And, and he speaks about Mary as a model of contemplating our Lord's face. That Mary is the model of contemplating our Lord's face. And she's always done that. She's always done that. And her privileged place being the mother of God is that she has a lifetime of memories of our Lord's face, which sometimes are joyful and sometimes are concerning. Do you realize your father and I have been searching for you for three days? 
sometimes confused. As Simeon says to her, this child will be the rise and fall of many in Israel, but your heart too, a sword will pierce. The sorrow of watching her son die on the cross. And so her relationship with him you know, is a relationship that comes forth. It stems from like seeing the radiance of his face. And John Paul II reflects also on how our Lord's face, his, hum his humanity, was formed in the womb of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And his human features were inherited from her. So there's kind of a gift of seeing a reflection of herself in him. And in the first reading on this Feast of the Assumption is from the book of Revelation, where these two images are held together God's temple in heaven was opened, and the ark of the covenant could be seen in the temple. A great sign appeared in the sky, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet. And we say that Mary is the ark of the covenant because there's, there's really something more than the ark of the covenant in her. The ark of the covenant held the staff of Aaron the high priest, but she held within her the true high priest. The Ark of the Covenant held the manna in the desert, but she held within her the bread of life, the true bread that's come down from heaven. The Ark of the, Co the Covenant held the tablets on which were written the Ten Commandments, but within her was the word and the word was made flesh. And so we can contemplate the face of our Lord through the eyes of his mother. And in that, from that perspective, you all have life experiences to draw on that I will never have. And there's something beautiful about that. And there's something wonderful about that. Because you know what it is to feel, those of you who are mothers, know what it is to feel a child growing within you to anticipate what is this child's face going to look like. Or to experience the wonder that comes from looking into the face of a child. 
and seeing your own face reflected back to you. Right? There's a kind of wonder in that. Right? Even if it's a natural wonder. And sometimes I hope you've found yourself just caught up in watching your child, your children, like doing nothing. but you just like want to watch them and they want you to watch them. Now, I get glimpses of that when I go see my nieces and my nephews and, and, uh, and I get to their house and I have to get a tour of their room and what new toys they have. And they have to talk to me the entire time and they interrupt everybody. And they just want to make sure that I see them. And sometimes there's a wonder in just like watching that happen. You know, I had a really profound dream once, and I'm not saying it means anything. I'm just going to share because it's an experience I had. And, uh, and I was in college, and a lot of, you know, I talk about this often, that my mother, my mother died when I was two years old. And, uh, and I was reflecting on that this morning a little bit. Because um, there's like one home video where she's in it for like two seconds. So because apparently she didn't like to be on eight millimeter video. And, uh, and it's this video of me walking for the first time. And so you can kind of see her and she's holding my hands and I start walking and then she just kind of like stops and you can see it for a minute as she's just looking at me. And all the things she might have been thinking at that time, she might have been thinking, I wonder what he's going to be. Because she knew she had terminal cancer. And there's a kind of like wonderment in that. And when I was in college, <clears throat> I had a dream once and it was a really bizarre dream. Somebody came and knocked on my dorm door and they said, come here, somebody wants to see you. And then we walked down the hall and I go into this room and like my mother was in the room. And I go in and I sit down and I get ready because I have like a ton of questions. I want to know everything about her life. I want to know all these things that I've never heard. I want to hear stories that I've never heard. And I'm getting ready to ask all these questions. And she stops me and says, Sean, let me just look at you. And that was it. But it says something. Right? And it goes back to the importance of being seen, being noticed, our Lord noticing us. How does our Lord look at us? Because our Lord looks at us just as intently. Sometimes we might come in to pray and we've got a million things on our mind and all of these problems. And what are we going to do? And I don't know how to solve all this. And I've got all this going on. And Lord, I'm going to like tell you all about it, all about it. And our Lord just wants to say, stop. Let me just look at you. Like, let me just look at you because I want you to be seen by me. It's going to be okay. 
And there's an intentionality in slowing that down. And I'm sure in the life of the Blessed Mother, sometimes she stopped Jesus and said, let me just look at you. And there are those moments, and, and it's a beautiful thing for those of you who have raised children to be able to plug into those experiences and ask like Mary, like, did you ever have this experience? Or what was that like for you? Or like, what was it like for her to observe our Lord and for our Lord to make an impression on her? And that very impression on her heart was also manifested in the union of their hearts, in the union of their hearts. We said earlier that our Lord <clears throat> was so aware of the Father's love for him, was never separated from the Father's love for him, that even in the midst of all of his suffering and feeling abandoned, he abandoned himself into the hands of the Father. And so, too, Mary knew so much the Lord's love for her that in the midst of her own suffering, her own loss, she was abandoned into his love for her. And we believe that at the end of her life, she was assumed body and soul into heaven. that their bond was so strong that he drew her heart to his own heart. And she continues to contemplate his face. In a real and profound way, in a way that each and every one of us is called to do when we enter into heaven ourselves, when our bodies are resurrected. that will also be drawn into that same relationship that she has with him. And the example she gives us is that she was never forgetful of our Lord's face. We talked about how Peter kind of forgets so do the rest of the disciples, but she doesn't forget. Father, she had this advantage. She was conceived without sin, true. But yet she provides this roadmap for us in how to remember. The Magnificat that she prays is a prayer of remembering all the good things the Lord has done for the people of Israel. And surely she also remembers picking our Lord up when he fell down when he was a boy. She remembers watching our Lord sleep, wondering what he'll be like. She remembers feeding him. She remembers teaching him his prayers in a very human way. 
She remembers taking him when he was presented in the temple. She remembered following him to the upper room at the last Passover meal. Like she remembers all those things. And her assumption transcends death. Which is also a beautiful thing to meditate on that the church, the church teaches that at the end of her life, she was assumed body and soul into heaven. And there's all these debates in the church. Like, did she die and then was assumed into heaven? Did she not die and she was just assumed into heaven? But it transcends that. And it points that the real thing that we're all looking for is to follow her there. Is to follow her there because the other challenge that we're all facing is this fear of death, a fear of not being in control, a fear of not being able to predict our lives. And all of that just gets in the way. It's all static. When we stay focused on our Lord and who he is and allow his face to form our hearts. The only thing that matters is that we follow him and that we're united with him. Perfect love casts out fear. And today we celebrate that perfect love that existed between Mary and Jesus. And culminated for her in this moment of being assumed into heaven that that perfect love between them just continues in eternity. And so today, let us pray that that Mary truly will be a model for us of contemplating the face of her son, of being united with her son. And that we truly may keep our eyes on the goal of following where she has gone before and living that life of perfect love in the kingdom of heaven. Let us stand and profess our faith. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, 
true God from true God, begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us men and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried and rose again on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. And let us turn to our Heavenly Father, entrusting to him our hearts and these our prayers of petition. We pray for our Holy Father, Pope Francis, for all leaders in the church, that they may courageously lead their flocks in this difficult time, we pray to the Lord. We pray for our government leaders that they may have an increase in the gifts of wisdom, knowledge, and understanding as they govern their people. In the midst of the pandemic, we pray to the Lord. We pray for all families that they may truly be schools of love in the lives of their children. We pray to the Lord. We pray for all of those who feel alone, all those who are isolated, those who suffer from lack of human connection, that they may truly know the healing love of our Lord Jesus Christ. And behold the countenance of his face, we pray to the Lord. Father, hear these prayers we bring to you in humility and love and answer them. If they're in accord with your will, we ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you, fruit of the earth and work of human hands that will become for us the bread of life. Blessed be God forever. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you, fruit of the vine and work of human hands that will become our spiritual drink.
Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May this oblation, our tribute of homage, rise up to you, O Lord, and through the intercession of the most blessed Virgin Mary, whom you assumed into heaven, may our hearts, aflame with the fire of love, constantly long for you. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. For today, the Virgin Mother of God was assumed into heaven as the beginning and image of your churches coming into perfection and a sign of sure hope and comfort to your pilgrim people. Rightly, you would not allow her to see the corruption of the tomb, since from her own body she marvelously brought forth your incarnate Son, the author of all life. And so in company with the choirs of angels, we praise you, and with joy we proclaim, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. You are indeed holy, O Lord, and all you have created rightly gives you praise. For through your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, by the power and working of the Holy Spirit, you give life to all things and make them holy. And you never cease to gather people to yourself so that from the rising of the sun to its setting, a pure sacrifice may be offered to your name. Therefore, O Lord, we humbly implore you, may the same Spirit graciously make holy these gifts we have brought to you for consecration, that they may become the body and blood of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, at whose command we celebrate these mysteries. For on the night he was betrayed, he himself took bread, and giving you thanks, he said the blessing, broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it. For this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice and giving you thanks, he said the blessing and gave the chalice to his disciples saying, take this all of you and drink from it. For this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith, we proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, O Lord, as we celebrate the memorial of the saving passion of your son, his wondrous resurrection and ascension into heaven, and as we look forward to his second coming, we offer you in thanksgiving this holy and living sacrifice. Look, we pray upon the oblation of your church and recognizing the sacrificial victim by whose death you will to reconcile us to yourself, 
Grant, we pray, grant that we who are nourished by the body and blood of your Son and filled with his Holy Spirit may become one body, one spirit in Christ. May he make of us an eternal offering to you so that we may obtain an inheritance with your elect, especially with the most blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with blessed Joseph, her spouse, with your blessed apostles and glorious martyrs, and with all the saints on whose constant intercession in your presence we rely for unfailing help. May this sacrifice of our reconciliation, we pray, O Lord, advance the peace and salvation of all the world. Be pleased to confirm in faith and charity your pilgrim church on earth. With your servant Francis, our Pope, and James, our Bishop, the order of bishops, all the clergy, and the entire people you have gained for your own. Listen graciously to the prayers of this family whom you have summoned before you. In your compassion, O merciful Father, gather to yourself all your children scattered throughout the world. To our departed brothers and sisters, and to all who were pleasing to you at their passing from this life, give kind admittance to your kingdom. There we hope to enjoy forever the fullness of your glory. Through Christ our Lord, through whom you bestow on the world all that is good. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Amen. At the Savior's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Lamb of God. Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, and my soul shall be saved.
All generations will call me blessed, for he who is mighty has done great things for me. Let us pray. Having received the sacrament of salvation, we ask you to grant, O Lord, that through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary, whom you assumed into heaven, we may be brought to the glory of the resurrection. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Go forth and be presented. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the May God be with you. the Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the Father, asking for conversation, knowing his face. Thank you.